day to learn Maseches Yivamas Daf Chavtes. So we're actually picking up from the Mishnah on Chavtesim base. And again, I'm sorry that I can't be there with you in person this morning, but uh, we have to say thank the Rebbe Shalom so much for technology because Baruch Hashem we are able to still continue to learn together, to stag together, which is such an exceptional school. So we are picking up at the Mishnah, An Chof Ches Amadbeis 28b. And the Mishnah says as follows. We actually read it yesterday, but we'll begin here again just for, um, to pick up with the Sugeznu. Shlosha Achin Shnai Mehen Nesuun Shteachayos. So we'll say the Mishnah continues with these complicated Yavama's cases. So here's the situation. We have three brothers, Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. And again, Ruvain and Shimon are married to two sisters, Rachel and Leah. Or, for that matter, or for that matter, Oisha Obito, or Halacha Lamaisa, same thing, three brothers, Reuben and Shimon are married to a mother and a daughter, right? Reuben is married to the mother, Shimon is married to the daughter, Oisha Obito, or Reuben is married to the mother, and Shimon is married to the mother's daughter's daughter, Oisha Obaspino, or Reuben is married to the mother, and Shimon is married to the daughter of the mother's son. The idea over here is that what? Reuben and Shimon pass away, and both of these women fall to Levi for Yibum. Now, of course, we know this is a classic case where you have two women in the Yibum pool, but ultimately, again, one of them is an one of them is permitted to the Yavam, and one of them is an erva to the Yavam. So what does one do in this kind of situation? Most aloha is it requires chalitza. Ultimately, again, because remember, again, in the case of sisters, it's achos zikukaso, or again, a zikuka to the erva, or a zeka, a zeka an, an erva to the zeka, so on and so forth. So again, halach in all of these cases, you do chalitza, not yibam shimpo. Rabbi Shimon says you don't do anything. You don't have to do anything. You of course can't do you can't do yibam, but not only can you not do yibam, you also don't have to do chalitza. Okay, so the Gemara will explain why that is. Haisa achas min asura alov. Is excuse me. Haisa achas min asura alov iser erva asurba umuter baachosa. Now here's what's interesting. See, in the first part of the Mishnah, the problem comes up because these two the two women in the Yibum pool, the two widows, Ruvain's widow, Shimon's widow, who are both not in front of Levi, have a relationship to each other. That relationship to each other prevents Yibum from occurring and ultimately mandates Chalitza. What happens, Halacha Ma'isa, a different case? We've Again, we alluded to all of these cases before. What happens if Halacha Ma'isa, Ruvain passes away, and let's say Ruvain was married to Levi's daughter. So now Ruvain has, Ruvain has a wife, Rachel. Shimon has a wife, Leah. But it happens to be that Ruvain's wife, Rachel, happens to be Levi's daughter. So now again, these two women are in the Yibum pool in front of Levi, but one of them is an erva to Levi, and one of them is not an erva to Levi. What happens in that case? Ultimately, again, Asr Ba. So we've seen this case before, that essentially whenever there is an Erva situation, to this daughter is not a good example, but let's say for example, let's say for example, Rachel was Levi's mother-in-law, and ultimately Leah, Shimon's widow, was Levi's mother-in-law's sister. So now, Halacha Lamaisa, again, one of the women in the Yibam pool is an Erva, and one of them is not. Ultimately, again, whenever there's an erva, the erva essentially is plucked out of the yibum pool. Now, once the erva is removed, that clears the way for Levi to do yibum or chalitza with the remaining wife. So, we've seen this case before. So, remember, again, this is the fascinating idea. 
When you have a situation where there's a problematic relationship between the two women, when I say a problematic relationship, let's say the case of two sisters, where if we hold yesh zeka, like we established in yesterday's daf, then halacha lamaisa, the problem with going ahead and doing yibam with either of the other women is achos zikukasel. But that's, that's a dindirabanon. But whenever you have an iser erva, a real iser erva, that woman is not shaykh yibum. Because she's not shaykh she's removed from the pool. Because she's removed from the pool, therefore yibum slash chalitza becomes permissible with the other wife. So the Gemara is the last case. Isr mitzvah, isr kidusha, holtzos v'lo mitziavmos. If one of the women in question is an Isra Mitzvah, Isra Mitzvah, remember again, is an Isra Dirabanon, what we call Shniya La'arayos, Omenu is a Shniya, prohibited Midirabanon, or again, Isra Kidusha, Kawai Negrusha, Chalutza, or a Mamzeres, ultimately those cases, Cholzos, Velo Mesiavmos. You have to do Chalitza, you can't do Yibum. Incredible. So we'll say, let's analyze. So the first piece the Gemara says is Tanyo, so remember again, going back to the first case of the Mishnah, Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. Reuven and Shimon are married to two sisters, Rachel and Leah. Reuven and Shimon pass away the two women, fall to Levi for Yibum. So what's the halacha? So what do we say? The Mishnah says, Yaftu Chalitza. Again, we'll say we spent, we, that, this was the last two days beforehand, right? The last two days before this with, was this case. So halacha, remember again, Levi can't do Yibum with either of those women. Why? Because he has a zeka, right? He has a zika. He has a marital bond to both of them. If he were to Yibum with one, ultimately, again, he's maritally connected to that woman's sister. That's halachically problematic. There the only option is to do chalitza, but yet Rabbi Shimon holds that Allah says you don't have to do chalitza, you don't have to do anything. What's the pshat? So the Gemara says, Shene'emar emar vi'isha alachosa lo sikach litzrar. The pasuk says you shall not take a woman and her sister litzrar. Litzrar again remains to, to be connected. What does this mean? Bisha shena'asut saros zulazu lo yu lekuchin afilo ba'achas men. Well, see if you take a look at Rashi. Rashi says four lines up from the bottom. At a time when these women become tsaros, not tsaros literally means co-wives. But we're going to see in this context what it really means is maritally connected. Ultimately, again, when two sisters be, become essentially connected through a zeka to one man, Ultimately, what does the Pasuk say? Lo sikach, you may not take them. So essentially what Rabbi Shimon is saying is like this. Anytime two sisters are maritally connected to the same man, that falls under the prohibition of lo sikach. You may not go ahead and marry them. Now again, in this case, where Reuven and Shimon are married to two sisters, Reuven and Shimon both pass away. Now those two widows ultimately fall to Levi for Yibum. Sahalacha there's a zika. There's a zika. There's a connection, ultimately again between those two sisters. Whenever that happens, the Sir Shimon, Reb Shimon Darshins, he says lo sikach. Ultimately again, there's nothing now. Now lo sikach. The Reb Shimon interprets it is there's absolutely no marital connection. Again, therefore, yibum is not necessary. Chalitz is not necessary. So we already have seen that we don't accept that position. But rather, again, we paskin in the case of the three brothers, two brothers married to two sisters, and both the brothers die, and both of the widows, the two sisters, fall to yibum in front of Levi, to Levi. We paskin cholzos, that they have to do chalitza, are not yibum. Nevertheless, in Sheet of Rabbi Shimon is still fascinating. Haisa achas mehen. So as I say, remember again, the Mishnah said, if one of the women was, was ultimately again an Isra Erva. So let's say one of the two women, one of the two sisters was an Isra Erva, 
ultimately to Levi, so she's viewed, she's removed from the Yibam picture, and Levi could choose to do Yibam or Chalitza with the other wife. Says the Gemara, Hasulamali Hanuach. We already learned this before. We already learned this before. Why is it necessary? So the Gemara says, You're right. The truth is, the only reason we're bringing this up now is because we quoted the position of Reb Shimon. What does Reb Shimon say? Since Reb Shimon Paskins, that in the case of the two sisters, the Yavam Levi doesn't have to do Yibam or Chalitza. They're effectively kind of treated like an Erva situation. Ultimately, again, you would think that Allah Chalamaisa, we should be gozer because of a general case of two sisters. Now, what does that mean? Look at Rashi. Three lines are from the bottom in Rashi. So now listen to this. See, Rashi clarifies this a little bit more. According to Rab Shimon, uh, see, up until now, we've been talking about Achos Zikukaso, right? Achos Zikuka, which, which has been our case up until now. Reuven and Shimon married to two sisters. Reuven and Shimon die. Their wives, who are sisters, Rachel and Leah, fall to Levi in Yibum. Levi can't do Yibum. Levi can't do Yibum because of what we call Achos Zikuka, because he has a marital bond to two sisters. That precludes him from doing Yibum. That's a Dindarabanan. Reb Shimon's position is essentially... We treat that like a din da'araisa, not just a din da'araisa, we treat it like an erva da'araisa. And because we treat it like an erva da'araisa, therefore, halacha la'maisa, Reb Shimon Paskins, there's no yibum, there's no chalitza. So you might have thought as follows, listen to this, so Rashi says, I might have thought, therefore, in, in Reb Shimon's, Shimon's worldview, Maybe halacha even a case where one of the wives was mamish and erva, right? Even if she was mamish and erva, maybe we shouldn't let Levi do yibum with the other one, lest he come to confuse that with a case of beza chayos of two sisters. Kamash Molan, we're not concerned for that. Okay, so I will say, so again, so just follow along with the pieces of halacha. So, so for halacha number one is that when Reuben and Shimon pass away, Reuben and Shimon are married to Rachel and Leah, Rachel and Leah are sisters, two sisters fall to Yibum in front of Levi, so halacha lamaisa again, chalitza, no Yibum. Yesh zeka, and that becomes achos zikukaso. Good, that's case one. Case two, Rachel and Leah's sisters fall to Levi, but Rachel's an erva, an erva de oraisa, to Levi. So again, what happens when there's an Erva Daraisa? The Erva is viewed as not being in the Yibum pool. She's pulled out of the Yibum pool. And therefore, again, Levi has the right to do the Yibum or Chalitza with Leah. Beautiful. Next, Iser Mitzvah. So remember again, if one of the women is in Iser Derabanon, so the Gemara says, but one second, Baha, top of Chavtes. So remember again, the Mishnah said that if one of the women is in Iser, an Iser Mitzvah, Ultimately, again, they do chalitza and not yibum. So it says the Gemara Vaha Amar Rab Shtap of Chavtes Vaha Amar Rab Shemin Shtayachayos Lo Cholzos V'Lo Mesiav Mos. But yet Halacha Ma'aser Rab Shemin said that in the case of two sisters, there's no chalitza, there's no yibum, there's nothing, there's nothing. Which sounds like in any case, look at Tap Rashi Chavtes Vahacha Amai Bay Chalitza Hakivin Demadonai Sechazi Liabume Zekukahi Vahavulu Kishkishar Beizahayos Shnasut Zula Zu. 
Shimon holds any time that you have a marital bond, a zika, to two sisters, that essentially becomes like a biblical erva. Once it's a biblical erva, the entire situation, the cohort, is dismissed with no yibum, no chalitza. If that's the case, then when one of them is an iser mitzvah, but it's still two sisters, why should you require even chalitza? To which the Gemara answers, what we're concerned about is like this. If we let Levi, you don't have to do Yibam or Chalitza. The problem is if we don't make him do Chalitza in this case of Iser Mitzvah, people won't realize that the reason you're not doing Yibam or Chalitza is because of the sister's aspect. They'll think it's because of the Iser Mitzvah aspect, which then will lead to the erroneous conclusion that cases of Iser Mitzvah don't require Chalitza, and of course, that's that's flawed. Look at Rashi. Gzira Mishum Isra Mitzvah Da'alma. Ipatris Lulagamre. If you exempt this case in totality, where one of the sisters is an Isra Mitzvah, so man dachazi savartaima la Mishum Acho Zekuka, el Mishum de Isra Mitzvah Habye Ke'erva, o Petura Michalitza, the Asila Miftar Isra Mitzvah Da'alma, the Lav Achaios Michalitza. So essentially, again, people, if you would let this woman off, this sister who's an Isra Mitzvah, if you let her off without Chalitza, even though technically, according to Bishimin, you can, people will confuse it and they'll think that in general, Isra Mitzvah doesn't require Chalitza, and it could cause, obviously, an incredible amount of fallout. Hatinach Ihi, that works for the woman who's the Isra Mitzvah. What about the sister? To which the Gemara says, the Lord is the sister who's not an Isra Mitzvah. But what goes around the sister because of the other sister who is the Isra Mitzvah. But yet by Erva, not goes around. So remember again, by Erva, by Erva, we say if one of the women is an Erva to the Yavam, we remove her from the Yibam pool, and the Yavam could go ahead and do Yibam Rechalitza with the other remaining wife. And we don't say that we're concerned to let him do Yibam Rechalitza with the remaining wife, lest he come to do Yibam Rechalitza with the Erva, to which the Gemara says, Shiny Erva, Erva is different. People know about Erva. You know, when it comes to Isra Mitzvah, Shneos, you know, Erva, Arayos, Dirabonon, that's people aren't a little bit more fuzzy on the details. But Lamaisa, Erva, Daraisa, everyone knows those halachas. So I'll say, so I'll just tell you the Rambam Paskins this way. So again, a number of very important pieces, actually, we'll, we'll get to the Rambam. But a number of very important pieces of halacha. So first of all, number one, in the case of the two brothers married to two sisters, two brothers die, two sisters fall before the surviving brother, chalitza, no yibum. Once again, because we hold yesh zeka, there is a marital bond. And number two, therefore again, each sister becomes the other's achos zikukas, or achos zikuka. Good. That's halacha number one. Halacha number two, if one of the sisters was an iser mitzvah, or an iser, or iser kedusha, so either Isser Erva de Rabbanon or a Chayve Lavin ultimately, again, have to do Chalitza, can't do Yibum. However, if one of the sisters was an Erva to the Yavam, then she is removed from the Yibum pool, and there in Halacha Lamaisa, Yibum or Chalitza becomes permissible with the remaining wife. Incredible. Bosei Mishnah on Chavtas on Dalaf. Really beautiful sogi now. Shlosha Achin. You have three brothers, Ruvein, Shimon, and Levi. Shnayim, Nesuim, Shteachayos, Vaachas, Mufna. Two brothers married to two sisters. So Ruvein and Shimon are married to Rachel and Leah's sisters. Vaachas, Mufna. Levi is single. Levi's single, right? Levi's been learning Yivamis. He's saying to himself, it's not worth it. Too complicated, right? So Levi, Levi decides to stay single. Vaachas, Mufna. Meis Echad, Mibma'aleachayos. Ruvain, let's call him Ruvain dies, right? One of the one of the husbands of the sisters, Ruvain dies. Now watch this case. This is fascinating. 
So now Reuven dies. Okay, so what happens? Reuven, now remember, Reuven and Shimon married to two sisters, Rachel and Leah, and now Levi's single. Reuven dies, his wife Rachel falls to Yibum to Levi. Okay, straightforward Yibum case, right? Shimon's fine, alive and well. What does Levi do? Levi does Mamar. Right, remember again, I both say, Mamar is essentially Kiddushin. So right, he gives her a ring. He says, He does Ma'amar. Now both say, what does Ma'amar do? Does, well, again, this is what we're going to discuss. Does Ma'amar go ahead and affect Kiddushin? No, no. But clearly, again, what he's done is he's made a declaration that his intention is to do Yibum with Rachel. Now what happens? Watch this. Then Shimon dies. So now watch this. So both say, what's just happened now? When Shimon dies, Leah, who's Rachel's sister, falls into the Yibum pool. But remember again, what did Reuven do? Reuven, excuse me, Levi already did Ma'amar with Rachel. So, right? So, meaning Rachel was in, in the Yibum, was, was eligible for Yibum first. Leah was fine, her husband was alive. Levi does Ma'amar with Rachel. After that, before Yibum, before Yibum occurs, then Shimon dies. His wife, Leah, falls into the Yibum pool. So now the Shaila is, what is the impact now of having Leah in the Yibum pool? See, here we go. Beishamah says, essentially, once Ruvain has performed an act of Ma'amar with Rachel, it's Ki'ilu, it's Ki'ilu, it's as if they're married. And therefore, again, ultimately, when Shimon passes away and Leah comes to the Yibum pool, there's no Yibum to talk about. Why? Because Levi is already married to Rachel, who is Leah's sister. So therefore, Yibum simply becomes impossible. So Bishamah seems to be saying that Ma'amar essentially affects marriage. And therefore, it's viewed as if Levi is married to Rachel. And therefore, when Shimon dies and Leah becomes eligible for Yibum, there's no Yibum because he's already married to Leah's sister, Rachel. So I say that's the position... Rashi says over here, Ishto Imo, it's the third in the wide line of Rashi's. When you do Ma'amar with a woman, it's as if you've married her. Okay, that's Beishamai. Beisilo Omrim, Motsies Ishto, Begete Bechalitzo. Wow. Beisilo says no. Beisilo says no. Ma'amar does not affect marriage. And therefore, again, Ma'amar is a nice, it's, it's a nice thing to say. Hariat Mikudesh, he gave her a nice ring. It's very beautiful, but it doesn't affect marriage. And therefore, when Shimon passes away and Leah comes into the pool, we now have a problem of a Zika to two sisters. And what do you do when you have a Zika to two sisters? Chalitza. So you have now, here's what's interesting. Motis ishtobagetever, we will discuss that when a man does Ma'amar with his Yavama, in order to undo Ma'amar, you need a get. So number one, Levi has to give Rachel a get, and after that, Ubechalitza. Right? So he has to give Rachel a get to undo the Mamar, and then he has to do Chalitza, because get is not in the place of Chalitza. Then he has to do Chalitza with Rachel, and then he has to do Chalitza with Leah. This is the case which Chazal said, you know, I write woe to him on his wife. They're calling the woman Rachel, with whom he did Ma'amar, his wife. Woe to him on his wife. And woe him on the wife of his brother. So we'll say, so really a fundamental machlokas about the effectiveness of Ma'amar. Beishamai says that when Levi does Ma'amar with Rachel, it's ki'ilu, they're married. It's as if they're married. And therefore, when Shimon subsequently dies and Leah, Rachel's sister, comes into the Yibum pool, we say, sorry Leah, nothing doing because the Yavam is already married to your sister. You're free to go.
You're free to go. There's no yibum. There's no chalitza. There's nothing. Beis Hillel says, no, Mahamar is not marriage. Mahamar is a declaration of intent, but does not go ahead and affect any level of marriage. Therefore, even though Ruve, even though Levi did Ma'amar with Rachel, once Shimon passes away and Leah comes into the Yibum pool, Levi now is faced with the situation of two sisters waiting for Yibum slash Chalitza, that's Achos, Zikukaso, and the only way to deal with that ultimately is through Chalitza. Incredible. Says the Gimar Zoyed So we'll say when the Mishnah says, this is the case that they said, woe to this guy for his wife and for his brother's wife. What does that come to exclude? So the Gemara says, It comes to exclude the other case of Rabbi Yoshua, that we do not pass like Rabbi Yoshua. So we're not going to get into this case, but I'll just give you the interesting Maramokum. This has to do with the following case. This has to do with a situation where, let's say, a man is married to a kitana. So let's say a man is married to a woman. Lady's married to a girl who, who was married off by her brother or by her mother. A minor girl married off by her brother or by her mother. Now we'll say, now what happens? Oh, the truth is, we'll call it just a minor girl. And then imagine for a moment, her sister, her older sister, was married to Reuven. So we'll call this, this was lady who was married to the minor girl. And minor's sister, adult sister, was married to Reuven. Right? Reuven now passes away. And his, his wife falls to Levi, ultimately again for... Yibum. So I will say, so here's the interesting part. Levi has a rabbinic marriage to this minor girl because she was married often by the brother of the sister and he has a biblical obligation to do Yibum to his brother's wife but he can't stay married to his minor wife and ultimately again do Yibum with his, with, with his sister-in-law because they're sisters. So the Shaila is, do we say, well, since he's married to the minor girl, he just does Chalitza? Or do we say, no, that halacha lamaisa, that's only a rabbinic marriage. Tell him to get divorced or end the marriage to the minor girl and do yibum. So that's homach lokes. So ultimately, again, the Gemara says, so interestingly enough, Rabbi Yoshua says that we tell him to get divorced. We tell him to get divorced. So the Gemara just saying, it's coming to, our mission is coming to exclude Rabbi Yoshua's position in that case. Again, we will discuss that case in great depth. Says the Gemara, Amr Lozer. So we'll say, now let's analyze this a little bit. Because according to the Mishnah, or according to the Shammai's understanding, it sounds like from the Mishnah that Ma'amar, Mamish affects marriage. That when Levi does Ma'amar with Rachel, right, and then subsequently Shimon dies and Leah comes into the marriage pool, we say Leah, according to the Shammai, we say Leah, sorry, nothing doing, no Yibul, no Chalitza, nothing, because Levi is Kiviachal already married to your sister, already married to Rachel. So it says the Gemara Amr Balazar, Lo Tema Ma'amar Le Shammai Kona, Kinyan Gomer. No, no, no. Don't think for a second, don't think for a second that according to Bishamai, that Ma'amar affects absolute marriage. What's the proof that Ma'amar doesn't affect complete marriage? Let's say after Levi does Ma'amar with, with, uh, with Rachel, he has remorse. Right? Ma'amar remorse. It happens. Right? He decides, you know, I don't want to marry her. I don't want to marry her. So I will say, so is it enough just to give her a get? No. He still has to do Chalitza. Still has to do chalitza. So ultimately, again, the fact that he still has to do chalitza and the get is not enough tells you that ma'amar doesn't affect complete marriage, right? Because if ma'amar really affected complete marriage, then they're married. How do you dissolve? How do you how how do you dissolve a regular marriage with a get? The fact that you still need chalitza even after ma'amar tells you that ma'amar is not it doesn't affect complete marriage. So according to Beishamai, what does ma'amar do? Ella ma'amar lebeishamai enakona ella litchos betzara bilvad. Ultimately, again, says the Gemara, says Rabbi Lo, something amazing. According to Be'eshamai, 
Ma'amar doesn't affect marriage. But you know what Ma'amar does do? It precludes anyone else, Litchos Bitsara. It precludes ultimately any other woman from staring, from undermining the beginnings of the marriage that Levi has with Rachel. So let me, let me illustrate this. When Levi does Ma'amar with Rachel, according to Meshamai, does the Ma'amar affect marriage? Absolutely not. Vaharaya, if he chooses, if he changes his mind and decides, I don't want to marry Rachel. I don't want to marry Rachel. He has to give her a get for the Ma'amar, which we'll discuss why that is. But Allah says he still has to do chalitza. He still has to do chalitza. The fact that he still has to do chalitza tells you that Ma'amar doesn't affect. So what does Ma'amar do? What Ma'amar does is it creates a stronger connection between Levi and Rachel to the point that now when Shimon dies and Leah, the sister of Rachel, comes into the Yibum pool, it prevents her from attaching herself to Levi as well. It pushes her away, keeps her at a distance. It says, sorry, sorry, there's already a closer connection between your sister Rachel and Levi. And that closer connection between the two of them, not marriage, not coming, but it's a closer connection, ultimately, again, precludes Leah, precludes Leah from undermining the marital bond that has begun between Rachel and Levi. Others both say, what comes out according to this approach is something very interesting. You see, we hold Yish Zika, which means that Allah says, as soon as the brother dies, there is a quasi-marital bond that is affected between the widow and the surviving brother. What's interesting now is that there's an additional layer. The additional layer is called Ma'amar. And what happens in Ma'amar? What happens in Ma'amar? There's even a stronger bond that's connected. How does that stronger bond manifest itself? That stronger bond essentially prevents any other woman from coming into the Yibum pool if she would undermine that bond. So for example, if we were to allow Leah into the Yibum pool after Shimon passes away, she would undermine the relationship between Levi and Rachel because now Levi is going to have a relationship with two sisters. But his ma'amah with Rachel essentially keeps Leah out of the picture. Look at Rashi. What happens over here is that halachal the the nature of the bond, the nature of the ma'amar, ultimately prevents an achos zukuka situation by occurring because Levi has created a tighter relationship with Rachel, and that tighter relationship keeps Leah out of the picture. Incredible. Amram biyavin afanan amitanina beishamai omrim yikaimu. Beishamai says that halachal what now yikaimu yikaimu means. If you look at the Lashon, right, Beishamai says, I'm sorry, Rashi says, Im kidmu pirkin, in the earlier Mishnah, right, Beishamai says, if you went ahead and you married these women, this is going back to the previous Mishnah, talking about situations where you can't do Yibum, but if you did Yibum, you don't have to divorce. Yikaimu in, lo, ultimately, again, tells you what? That ex post facto, if they married these women, you could maintain the marriage, but l'chatchila you can't. Why l'chatchila can't you? Because in the previous case, the previous Mishnayis, we had a problem of achos zikukaso, amadeis, v'isagadaitcha ma'amar l'beishamai kone kinyin gamer, and if you would think that Allah l'maisah, according to Beishamai, that ma'amar affects complete kinyin, affects complete marriage, then ultimately, again, ze ya'asem ma'amar v'yikne, v'ze ya'asem ma'amar v'yikne, and as well say, it's interesting, if you think about it, in all of the previous cases, if ma'amar really affected complete marriage, right, then ultimately, again, all you really need to do is have each brother do ma'amar with a particular woman, and by definition, what that does is he's married to her. Once he's married to her, it removes the other woman from the picture. So he says, Elamai, Elamai, Doche, Dichi, I'm sorry, Elamai, 
Well, if that's the case, So the Gemara says, So therefore, again, how do you understand? Because they are both saying, even if this is true, that Ma'amar doesn't affect complete marriage, but Ma'amar is able to allow, is able to say that once you do Ma'amar with one woman, it fundamentally pushes the other one out of the picture, then why don't we use this as a remedy for some of the previous cases? In any case where one of the women causes a problem for the Yibum pool, just do Ma'amar with one, and that automatically pushes the other out of the picture. Ella, there's a very important qualification. Ella, my Ma'amar Ma'amar Oh, when does Ma'amar create a stronger bond between the Yavam and the widow? When the Ma'amar is done beheter, when it's done in a permitted way. But in a case where Ma'amar would be usr, then Ma'amar does not have its same exclusionary power. So I'll, give you, I'll, I'll illustrate this. And let's say in this case over here in the Mishnah, according to Be'eshamai, it's not Be'eshamai, Be'eshamai still rejects this idea. But remember again, according to Be'eshamai, halacha lemaisa, if you have the following situation, right? Ruvain died, left behind Rachel. Levi did ma'amar with Rachel. That's permitted, right? There's no one else in the Yibum pool. Because that's a permitted ma'amar, therefore that ma'amar is powerful enough that when Shimon dies, it prevents Leah from even coming into the pool. Contrast this with the case where both brothers died at the same time, and Rachel and Leah both come into the Yibum pool in front of Levi at the same time. We saw this case before. So the Gemara was suggesting, why don't you just tell Levi to ma'amar with Rachel? And if you do ma'amar with Rachel, it pushes Leah out of the pool. To which the Gemara says, no, no, no. Ma'amar only has the ability to create a stronger bond between the Yavam and the Yavama when it's done in a permitted fashion. But if it was done illegally, like in the case where two sisters are already waiting in the Yibum pool, then halacha lamaisa, ma'amar does not have that same exclusionary power. Hachanami ma'amar afilaman da'amar, hachanami, hachanami ma'amar afilaman da'amar, ma'amar kone kinyan gamar, ma'amar de terakani di isur lokani. So if I will say, halacha lamaisa, well, it's not halacha lamaisa, but this is the opinion of Belazar. Remember again, we're going to try to see, everyone's trying to understand how does Ma'amar work according to Beishamai? How does Ma'amar work according to Beishamai? So what you have over here so far is Rabbalazar, right? And Rabbalazar essentially says that when Levi does Ma'amar with Rachel, that creates a strong enough bond, not marriage, not marriage. If he does want to marry her, he has to give her a get and also do Chalitza. But it creates a strong enough bond that when Leah subsequently Right, becomes eligible for Yibum, it keeps her out, keeps her out of the pool, keeps her out of the pool. But that only works when the Ma'amar is done in a permitted way. But if one did Ma'amar illegally, then the Ma'amar bond is not strong enough to keep the other wife or to kick the other wife out of the pool, so to speak. Ravashi Masniachi, Ravashi had a different version. And Ravashi said, Amra Balazar, Lo Tema Ma'amar Shamai Dachi Dichia Gimura, Vitsarosa Chalitza Nami Lobaya. No, no, no. According to Shamai, you can't say that Ma'amar is so strong that it's going to even preclude the other wife from needing Chalitza. In other words, when in this case, Levi did Ma'amar with Rachel. So the Ma'amar is not going to be so strong to say that Leah doesn't need Chalitza. Ela docha u Rather, interestingly enough, Rashi says, docha Rather, so what, what does Ma'amar accomplish? Ma'amar keeps Leah out enough so that it doesn't create an achos zikukaso. So we don't have two sisters in the Yibum pool. But Meshayar, but Meshayar means there's still some level of connection between Levi and Leah. 
And how does that connection manifest itself? That Levi still has to do chalitza with Leah. So we'll say, in Rav Ashi's version, essentially what Ma'amar accomplishes is, see, we'll say, in the first version, in the first version of Rabbi Loza's version, his idea is that Ma'amar creates a, such a strong connection with Rachel that ultimately, again, Leah has no relationship with Levi. When she becomes eligible, for, she, has, she has no relationship with Levi. According to Ravashi, Leah has a diminished relationship with Levi. How does that so? It's diminished in that she won't, she won't come into the Yibum pool to Asr Levi from doing Yibum with Rachel. But at the same time, there's still some element of relationship in that Levi's going to have to do Chalitza with Leah. So again, it's a diminished relationship. Mamar allows for a diminished, a strong relationship with Rachel and a diminished relationship ultimately with Leah. Um, Rabbi Avin, Rabbi Avin said, we also learned this. Beishamai Omrim Yekaimu. Beishamai says again, also referring to the earlier Mishnayis in the in the parak. If the brother went ahead and illegally married one of these women, he could remain married to her. Yekaimu in lechatchilolo. This tells you that ex post facto, if he married one of these women, again referring to the to Mishnah in the beginning of the parak, if he married one of these women, he's not supposed to marry. He could remain married, but lechatchilolo shouldn't marry her. And if you hold it according to Beishamai. Ultimately, that ma'amar, when you do ma'amar, when Levi does ma'amar with, with a wife, that fundamentally there's no relationship with the other woman. So again, if it's true that just doing ma'amar fundamentally excludes the other woman from any yibum relationship, then ultimately that should be the answer to everything. Just do ma'amar. Just do ma'amar. Just do ma'amar with one woman. And by definition, that'll exclude the other. But yet we learned before in the Mishnah that by Shammai said his wife stays with him and the other leaves, the other has to go ahead and be removed, Tetzay, because of his wife's sister. Ultimately, again, I will say, see, he says something very interesting. So according to this approach, when does Ma'amar work? Ma'amar works in a case of a Yivama ultimately, again, who has all the possibilities in front of her. Look at Rashi. In reality, when Ma'amar is done correctly, so Ma'amar could fundamentally exclude the other wife from the Yibum pool. But when is that so? Rashi says, it's actually a similar type of answer. When do we say that Ma'amar has the ability to fundamentally exclude another wife? That's only when Ma'amar is done with a woman with whom you have the option of both Yibam and Chalitza. That's when Ma'amar is so powerful that it creates such a strong bond that it'll exclude anyone else from coming into the into the Yibum, into the into the Yibum pool. But if you do ma'amar with a woman with whom you don't have the options of yibum and chalitza, so ultimately, again, it will create some level of bond, but not a bond that is strong enough to exclude anyone else from coming into the yibum pool. So therefore, I will say, what comes out of here is as follows, that according to different approaches, but according to all these approaches, everyone is agreeing that according to Be'i Shammai, ma'amar does not go ahead and affect complete marriage. That's for sure. That's for sure. Rather, it seems to be that according to Beishamai, what Ma'amar does is it complete, it, it creates 
a more intense relationship between the Yavam, Levi, and in this case between Rachel. How does that, how does that intense, how does that strengthened bond manifest itself? That later on when Shimon dies and Leah comes, would technically be eligible for Yibum, that in that stronger bond between Levi and Rachel prevents Leah from even coming into the Yibum pool. And because Leah doesn't even come into the Yibum pool, she never creates a problem of Achos Zekuka. That seems to be the position of Nasib That is the position of Beis Shammai. Of Beis Shammai. So now we'll say, based on this, the Gemara says, okay, Bari Rabba, Ma'amar Beis Shammai Nisun also Eris. What happens in the following situation? What happens in a case, so according to Beis Shammai, so we know that Ma'amar doesn't create complete marriage, but like what level of marriage does it create? Does it create Nisuin? Does it create Erisin? Ultimately, what does it create? So it says the Gimar, So like, what's the Nafkamina? Tell me what, what, what exactly, like, what, what are the ramifications of this? So maybe you're going to say, okay, I'll tell you why it matters. Let's say, Le- same case, Levi does, Levi does Ma'amar with Rachel. So is it a Shiloh? So now Rachel passes away. Does Levi inherit her? Does someone else inherit her? Let's say Levi is a Kohen and Rachel passes away. Can Levi go to her Levaya? Can he annul her vows? To which the Gemara says, whoa. Hashta Arusa Ba'alma. In a regular case of Erisin, I'm both saying not Yibum. Not Yibum. A regular good old case of marriage, right? Let's say Levi was marrying Rachel as a single man, single man getting married. They did Erisin. Erisin, remember again, is Kiyushin, first step of marriage. Man gives them an item of value. They are maritally bound to one another, but they can't live together as husband and wife. In that case, regular Erisin, Tani Rabichia, Ishto Arusa, Laonein, Velometamela. Ultimately, you know, we'll say if a man, right, the man has Erisin with a woman, he does not observe Aninos for her. If he was a Kohen, meaning Rashi says he wouldn't become Asertid Kadshim. And if he's a Kohen, he wouldn't become Tame for her. Vichem he, Laonenes, Velometamela. Ultimately, same idea. She would not become an Onein for him. Nor would she go ahead and become Tameh for him. Now, I both say Rashi points out, what do you mean she wouldn't become Tameh for him? So remember again, I maybe will say she's a daughter of a Kohen. Daughter of Kohanim are not, don't have a prohibition to become Tameh. So Rashi is what it's talking about is like this. Imagine for a moment she was going to offer up her carbon pesach. She's going to offer up her carbon pesach and her Aros, right? Her betrothed husband dies. Does she have an obligation to become Tameh for him? And, and in doing so, potentially miss out on carbon pesach. And the answer to that is, no, because they only have Erisin. Mesa, Eino Yorsha. Similarly again, if a man has Erisin with a woman and she died, he doesn't inherit her. Mes who? Gova Ksuvasa. If he dies, she does collect her Ksuva if he committed to the Ksuva during Erisin. Right? Had he committed to the Ksuva already, <coughs> ultimately she would collect it. So you see over here that even when there's real Erisin, real Erisin, he doesn't become Tame for her, he doesn't inherit her, Ultimately, again, then it goes without saying, if real Erisin he doesn't mean if real Erisin doesn't allow him to inherit her, doesn't require him to become Tame for her, and vice versa as well, then Allah of course Ma'amar is not going to trigger that as well. To which the Gimara says, You're right, what's the Shaila? What's the Shaila? Says the Gimara so the Gimara says, This is fascinating. Here's the Shaila. Ultimately, again, is their Chopa. Is there chupa? Meaning, halacha lamaisa, if ma'amar was done, if ma'amar was done, ultimately, again, do you still require chupa? 
Do you have to have a chupa to affect marriage or his relations enough? So the Gemara says, Nisuin osa do we say that when a man does ma'amar with a woman, he essentially affects nisuin, and therefore again, chuppah is no longer necessary? Or maybe again, ma'amar affects erusin, and therefore again, they still require chuppah. Now I will say, what I will point out is something amazing. See, understand, in a regular case of yibum, you don't need any of this. Yibum, how do you affect yibum? Bia, relations. The difference over here is that when a guy does ma'amar with the yavama, with the widow, what he's essentially triggering are certain normative marital mechanisms. So the shaila now is, Levi did ma'amar with Rachel. Okay, so logically, what does that mean? Has he affected Erisin, and therefore maybe chuppah is still necessary? Or has he affected Nisuin, in which case chuppah is not necessary? Amalei, hashda lo avad ba ma'amar ksevi yavama yava le'abalkarcha, avad ba ma'amar miboi. Shabosai, if there was no ma'amar, all he would need to do is relations. And remember, again, technically speaking, even if Chas Shalom the Yavam violated the Yavama, that still affects Yibum, then it goes without saying that if there's Ma'amar, he certainly doesn't require Chuppah as well. Amr Shani Omer, Kala Osem Ma'amar Vivimto, Parcha Mimeno Zekas Yavmin, Vechala Alei Zekas Erisin. Shabbos say, on the flip side, he would say, well, I would say the following. Once you decide to trigger the mechanism of, of ma'amar, perhaps this marriage kind of leaves the framework of yibum and transitions a bit more to the framework of marriage. So, right, and, and therefore, again, that's the shaylo. So, therefore, maybe even after ma'amar, chuppah is going to be required. So, my, what's the aloha? What's the aloha? If a man does ma'amar, what does he need afterwards? Does he need chuppah or not? So, tashma. So listen to this, Shabbos say, if a woman is waiting for Yibum, whether she fell before one brother or two brothers, right? In other words, whether this is one surviving brother or two surviving brothers, Rabbi Lazar Omer Yafer. Shabbos say, we're talking now over here on a very, on a very specific level about Hafaras Nadarim, who has the right to annul the vows of the Yivama, right? So again, Ruvain dies, leaves behind, leaves behind the widow Rachel. And Reuven leaves behind two brothers, Shimon and Levi. Shimon and Levi. So what I say, so the Shaila is, what power do Shimon and Levi have over the annulment of her vows? Normally, again, annulment of vows for a married woman is something that a husband is able to do. Halach so who does it here? So Rebbe says, either of the brothers, either of the surviving brothers, because they're Zeka, either the surviving brothers have a marital bond to the widow, either of them could annul her vow. Rebbe Shua says, Rebbe Shua says, no, no, no. It's only to one of the brothers, Rashi says, If there's one surviving brother, then he has the ability to annul the vow. But if there's more than one surviving brother, no one has the ability to annul the vows up until the fact that, and up until the time that Yibum is done. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Rabbi Akiva says, none of the no, whether it's one brother, two brothers, five brothers, seven, it doesn't matter. None of these surviving brothers have the ability to annul the widow's vow up until the point that she's married to someone else. We asked, Rabbi Akiva must hold in Zeka. There's no Zeka. Therefore, even if there's only one surviving brother, because there's no zikr, there's no marital connection, he doesn't have the right to annul her vows. According to Yeshua, if there's one brother, there's zeka. More than one brother, you can't have zeka to multiple brothers. But according to Belazer, how do you understand this? If he holds yesh zeka, I understand how one brother could annul. 
But ultimately, again, why would two brothers, right? Why would two brothers ultimately, again, have, why would both of the Yavmin, why would both of the surviving brothers have the power of an omen? What's the case? What's the case? What's the case? Where Halacha Lamaisa, ultimately, again, one of the brothers performed Ma'amar. Ma'amar Kona Kinyan Gomer. Oh, so what's the case where a brother, where the surviving brother is permitted to annul the vows of the widow? Where the surviving brother, the Yavam, did Ma'amar. Once he does Ma'amar, because Ma'amar is Kona Kinyan Gomer, Ma'amar acquires Rachel, acquires the wife in a complete way. Sure, let's understand. So I understand if you tell me that Ma'amar affects Nisuin, then I understand why the brother who did Ma'amar has the ability to annul her vows. Because again, that's a function of being married. Part of the function is that a husband has the right to annul his wife's vows. But if you think that Ma'amar only affects Nisuin, then how is the brother permitted to go ahead and annul her vows? After all, we learned, if you have a betrothed girl, right? Her husband and her father, right? Her father and her husband have the ability to annul her vows. Have the ability to annul her vows. Okay, fine. What does it mean that they have the ability to annul? They annul together. But according to Allah, so so again, so it's quite possible that what it means is that they have the ability to annul, but only together. Let's finish, let's finish up the sugya. According to Allah, who says that according to Beishamai, doesn't really affect Erisin or Nisuin, but just has the ability to keep the other the other wife, the sister, out of the Yibam pool. Amai Mefer Beshutfus. Why does it even have the ability to annul even in a partnership? When I said that Mamar doesn't have the ability to fully affect marriage and all it does is push aside the other woman, what I, what I meant is that the other wife, we'll call her Leah, it's not going to be enough to dismiss her from the marriage with a get, but rather she's going to require Chalitza. But I didn't weigh in regarding, again, the ability to annul vows. Viba is saying the other possibility is, Does it say they shall annul the vows? It says he shall annul the vows. What's the case? We're going to discuss this case in great depth. This is actually quite fitting to do Yibum with her. Right? Everyone is refusing to do Yibum. Now, what happens? Remember, we saw this before. We go through all the brothers. Then we go back to the oldest brother. We tell the oldest brother, you got to do something. You got to do something. What happens if he refuses and he runs away? Beisdin seizes his assets and ultimately uses the seized assets to go ahead and support the widow. That's the case over here. Sha'amda Bedin, so she, the, the Yavama, the widow, brought the Yavam, brought his estate, right? Brought, brought, brought the surviving brother to Beisdin. Beisdin Paskind, that the estate of the surviving brother has to support the widow. And I will say this ultimately, again, of Rav Pinchas, the name of Rava, because Rav Pinchas said Rav like this, actually very interesting. Once the widow is being supported by one of the brothers, he takes on a husband-like identity to her. And once he takes on a husband-like identity to her, 
Therefore, essentially, she kind of submits her nidarim to his approval. Fascinating idea. Again, we'll discuss this in greater depth, but Allah that would be the case where he would have the ability to ultimately annul her vows, even though a yibum relationship has not yet been affected. Good. So I'll say that brings to a close. That brings to a close the Mishnah. But let's bring together the sugya. So remember again, what we are left with is a fundamental machlokes v'shan beisos. Let's go back to the Mishnah once more, just to do the halacha l'maisim. Finish up. Finish up the sugya. We have three brothers: Reuven, Shimon, Levi. Reuven and Shimon are married to two sisters, Rachel and Leah. Levi is single. What happened? Reuven dies. Rachel falls to Levi Tidim. Of course, right, not to Shimon, because remember, again, Shimon can't do Yibam with Rachel because Shimon is married to Rachel's sister, Leah. So Rachel falls in Yibam to Levi. Okay? Levi, and what happens? What happens? Levi does Ma'amar with her. Fantastic. Absolutely no problems. Before Levi has a chance to do Yibam, however, what happens? Shimon dies. Shimon dies. And now, ultimately, again, Leah falls into the Yibam pool as well. So the Shaila now is what happens. De Shammai says that Halach so Rachel, Rachel is considered to be the quote-unquote the wife of Levi. Ma'amar made her his wife, and therefore Leah, Leah is free to go. There's no yibum, there's no chalitza, because again, we view it halachically, says, says Beishamai, as if Levi's already married to Rachel. Basil on the other hand, says no, Ma'amar is very nice, but it does not affect marriage at all. And what happens? Now Levi, once again, we go back to yesterday's case, the day before. Levi now has a situation of two sisters in the yibum pool, what do you do when you have two sisters in the Yibum pool? Chalitza, Achos, Zekuka. You can't marry either of them. Can't do with either of them. And therefore, again, you do Chalitza. We then spent the Yimar talking about, so according to the Shammai, what exactly does Ma'amar accomplish? Right. So we have two different versions. Again, both essentially kind of coalescing on the same idea that Ma'amar creates a stronger bond between Levi and between Rachel. And what that stronger bond essentially does is precludes Leah from even coming into the Yibum picture and therefore undermining the relationship between Ruvain, excuse me, between Levi and Rachel. The Gemara then went on to say, okay, so according to Beishamai, what part of marriage ultimately does, does Ma'amar actually affect, right? Does it affect does it affect Yibu? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, does it affect Erisin? Does it affect Nisuin? So on and so forth. Good. How do we pass in Allah Halamaisa? So the Rambam Paskins like Basilo, not like Beishamai at all. So listen to this. This is in Hilchos Yibum Bechalitza Paragzain Allah Havav. Shlosha Achin, Shnai Mehen Nisuin Lishteachayos. You have three brothers. This is exactly the case in the Mishnah. Three brothers, two of them are married to two sisters. Just like Basilo, namely, in this case, Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, Ruvain and Shimon married to two sisters, Rachel, Leah, Levi is single. Ruvain dies, Leah, Rachel, I'm sorry, falls to Levi, Levi does Ma'amar with her. Before they do anything else, Shimon dies. Now Leah comes in here as well. What's the halacha? We pass like Basilel. Levi has to give a get to Rachel to undo the ma'amar, and then chalitza to Rachel, and then afterwards chalitza to Leah as well. So we'll say ultimately again, we pass in clearly that ma'amar does not affect Arison, ma'amar does not affect Nisuin, whereas ma'amar does affect some level of relationship. Varaya, after in order to undo ma'amar, you have to go ahead and what give a get, but Allah does not create any semblance of true marriage. Baharaya, once Leah comes into the Yibum pool, we're once again back to a classic case. 
of one man faced with two sisters with Hibum Achaz Zikukaso, Get and Chalitza for Rachel, Chalitza for Leah, Paskin like Basila, Abosai, Shkoyach. That will stop over here for today. Mir Hashem. On Wednesday, we will pick up at the Mishnah on the top of Lamid. Wishing everyone a wonderful day. Yeshikach and another beautiful daf.